Welcome to Pod TST. I am Kenneth Arthur, the host of this podcast, and uh, a person who writes for TurfShowTimes.com, who you definitely like and want to listen to, and you definitely want to read his articles, and you definitely want to just consistently be a fan of TST and the writers there, especially me, and especially the podcast hosts uh, when it comes to being me. So I'm one of your favorite people to listen to. I'm one of your favorite NFL analysts and experts. And isn't that exciting to be able to listen to one of your favorite writers and uh, podcasters for free. So you're welcome and welcome to Pod TST. Today I want to talk about Quarterback Jared Goff of the Rams, which shouldn't be of any surprise to anyone that we are talking about the Rams or Jared Goff. So this is all what you would expect to hear. And isn't that nice? And isn't that exciting? Today, I want to really sort of dig into the season that Jared Goff just had in 2019, a quote unquote down season for Goff. I mean, technically, there's a lot of people that could make a solid argument for not being quote-unquote down seasons. It's just very much a down season based on what Goff had done the previous two seasons, of course. Yet, we don't know exactly what the future of Jared Goff is. So, we don't know exactly if it is a down season for Jared Goff. He's only had four years in the league. Two of those have been below hopes, I'll say. You know, not necessarily maybe below expectations for his rookie campaign with Jeff Fisher. What kind of expectations could you really have had for Goff? in that situation. So even if we wipe that one off of the record and give him a pass or a mulligan for his rookie campaign, which is completely fair to do, then yes, 2019 was a down season for Jared Goff as compared to 2017 and 2018 when he was an MVP candidate and the Rams offense was one of the best in the NFL and they went to the Super Bowl in 2018. But he comes back in 2019 and with high expectations, not only for Goff, but for players like Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks and the offensive line, everybody with the exception of maybe, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby didn't have the season on offense for the Rams that they wanted to have, that they were hopeful to have, and that they really should have been expected to have based on their recent history. So, I wanted to take a look at the season that Goff had in 2019, look at some other quarterbacks who had very similar seasons, and then just sort of examine what that might say about Jared Goff, the quarterback, Jared Goff at this stage in his career, and Jared Goff in 2020. And I'd like to, first off, right off the bat, you know, a little bit of a lead, I guess, L-E-D-E lead, uh, is I'd be encouraged. I'd be encouraged by the comps the statistical comps for one season based on what Jared Goff did in 2019 almost all of the quarterbacks who have had similar seasons to what Goff just had are considered good to great to hall of fame quarterbacks it doesn't mean that Jared Goff is on a trajectory at this point in his career to be a hall of fame quarterback but if he can have a bounce back or develop in the way that he would be expected to develop. I think that Jared Goff is certainly on a track to keep himself um, as the starter for the Rams, not only based on the fact that he sort of has to be because of the contract the team gave him last year, but also based on the fact that Jared Goff and the quarterbacks that he sort of looks like uh, just on that one past season, plus the two before that, may be enough, of course, for him to 
simply uh, continue to get better and do the job and be above average. And as long as he is above, above average, if the Rams' defense is a top five or top ten unit, as I believe they have every chance to do so this year under Brandon Staley, they have two of the top maybe five or ten defensive players in the entire NFL, have a few other guys step up. Jared Goff can certainly be the quarterback, as we've already seen in 2017 and 2018, can certainly be the type of quarterback who is good enough to help them get to the Super Bowl. Will he take that next step that helps them, you know, actually more pushes them into the Super Bowl and then wins and scores touchdowns in the Super Bowl? That's going to be the question for Jared Goff. But whether or not Jared Goff looks like, you know, a, a starting NFL quarterback, even last season being his worst season, if we're scratching 2016 from the record. And it was um, definitely not a great season for Jared Goff. But the quarterbacks who I think that really compares to all have something going for them. And a lot of them were also number one picks. So it sort of also kind of makes sense. Those names would be guys like Matthew Stafford, Andrew Luck, even Peyton Manning at certain stages in his career, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, and Tony Romo, and at the bottom end, Joe Flacco, who even Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback who had a few good games in his career. So I think if the floor is Joe Flacco, that would be encouraging, I think, based on what we just saw. But certainly Rams will want to see that ceiling uh, be more like Peyton Manning. But they'll settle for Andrew Luck or Matthew Stafford. And that may be where Jared Goff is right now in his career is a former number one pick like Matthew Stafford or Andrew Luck who has his ups and has his downs. And I think that there is a good possibility that 2020 will be an up for Jared Goff. And let me explain why. I went to profootballreference.com. Uh, don't go to any other knockoffs that aren't uh, profootballreference.com. You know, forget all the other extensions. That's not the name of what a .com or a .org or a .net is, right? But what I do know is that I thought one of the most interesting things about Goff's season last year, uh, something that is new and was rare prior to the previous decade is that he attempted 626 passes tied for the most in the NFL with Jameis Winston. That's a lot of pass attempts. Why were there so many pass attempts? Well, the Rams had too many shootouts, had too many uh, games that were close, had too many games where they were behind and had to throw the ball a lot, had 55-40 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this type of stuff where it was Goff versus Winston actually in that game. But I wanted to look at that threshold of 600 pass attempts because it's a lot of pass attempts. It's something that happened 44 times in the previous decade, a quarterback throwing at least 600 pass attempts. And Goff's 626 pass attempts uh, was a lot of attempts, but the result was well below what you would hope for in terms of yards per pass attempt. And what I was really looking at, adjusted net yards per pass attempt. What is adjusted net yards per pass attempt? Uh, that is another pro football reference statistic. I enjoy it. It just takes things like, you know, attempts and in touchdowns, interceptions, blah, 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 calculation, yada, yada, yada. The actual calculation is pass yards minus sack yards 
And I like that because I do believe that sacks are a quarterback stat, and I do believe that sacks could should be attributed more than partly to quarterbacks, which I guess isn't technically true. I don't want to say more than partly because that would just be holy, right? It's more than uh, a small fraction. It is attributed to the quarterback. So it's passing yards minus sack yards plus passing touchdowns times 20 minus interceptions times 45 divided by passes attempted plus times sacked minimum of 14 attempts per game uh, in order to qualify. And um, that's sort of what I was looking at for Jared Goff at 626 pass attempts. So I looked at every quarterback in the last decade who had at least 600 attempts in a season. Then I sort that by adjusted net yards per pass attempt. Jared Goff in 2019, 6.46 adjusted net yards per pass attempt last season, which ranked 25th out of 44 in the last decade. So 44 quarterbacks who had at least 600 pass attempts. Jared Goff was basically average. He was right there in that average range for the players who had that many pass attempts. It is hard to throw more than 600 pass attempts and have a good season, have a really good season. There is a misnomer or a mis- misunderstanding or you know, just not fully wanting to grasp onto the idea that the NFL isn't simply won by who has the quarterback who throws the most passes. That is obviously not the case. It also doesn't mean that you know, you know, you know, there's like, well, they they won a lot of games, so of course they ran the football a lot, right? That's the same thing, but it's the opposite of that. Uh, Jared Goff had 394 completions on 626 attempts for a completion percentage of 63%, just under 4,638 yards, 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, his passer rating came out to 86.5. He was only sacked 22 times, and that's going to really boost his numbers a little bit here in the adjusted net yards per pass attempt, right? Because he was only sacked 22 times. A lot of these guys, especially if you're throwing that many passes, very common to get sacked a lot, you know? Uh, Peyton Manning, another guy who could throw the ball a lot and not get sacked a lot. That was one of the strengths of Peyton Manning's career, you know, he's, uh, whether it was offensive line or a quick release, um, Peyton Manning had the lowest sack rate on this list. Two of the low three lowest on this list, 2.3% is the lowest of the decade and 2.7% tied with Andrew Luck, the quarterback who of course followed him in Indianapolis, um, and who was also sacked very few times when he was throwing it more than 600 passes in a season. Conversely, on the other side of that, you see some not-so-good quarterbacks. Blake Bortles had a sack rate of 7.8% in 2015 when he had 606 pass attempts. Bortles, of course, backed up Jared Goff last season, so Bortles got a first-hand look, and the, you know, they had, the Rams had two quarterbacks who have 600-attempt seasons within the last decade, but Bortles' sack rate was 7.8% with the Jaguars that year, and Goff's sack rate was 3.4% last year, the fourth best mark of the decade. If that's something that is attributed to Jared Goff, it is a very good quality for him to have. The guys at the top of the list are guys like Blake Bortles, 
Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan last season had a sack rate of 7.2%. Winston last season had a sack rate of 7%. Matthew Stafford in 2014, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan takes a lot of sacks, um, but that is not something that happens to Jared Goff. Because of that, you know, his, even though Goff's, uh, his yards per attempt last season was 7.41, that ranks 22nd. His adjusted yards per attempt ranks 6.96. That's down at 31. It's right next to 2013 Tom Brady, who, of course, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl the next year. And he won the Super Bowl two years after that. And he won the Super Bowl three years after that. So he, Tom Brady's good. Uh, but then you take the adjusted net rate. He goes up the rankings because he wasn't sacked as much. And I was wanted to look at the quarterbacks who had very similar adjusted net yards per pass attempt on at least 600 throws within the last decade. Here are some of the quarterbacks who fall within that range of six point. Four, six. You've got Kirk Cousins in 2018. He had 606 pass attempts and an adjusted net yards per attempt of 6.48. That was two years ago. Last season, Kirk Cousins made the Pro Bowl for the second time in his career. He went 307 of 444. So the Vikings played a little bit better. He threw much way fewer attempts. He threw uh, almost over 150, few over 160 fewer attempts. He had one less game, but he threw a lot fewer attempts. The Vikings won two additional games as opposed to where they were the year before. His passer rating goes up from 99.7 to 107.4, um, and his sacks went down from 40 to 28, but his adjusted net yards per pass attempt bumped up to 7.73, a career high. So Kirk Cousins throws a lot of passes um, in 2018, comes back the next year in 2019, plays even better than he did the year before. So Kirk Cousins, hey, that's that's encouraging somewhat, right? Um, then you've got Peyton Manning, 2010, also had a adjusted net yards per attempt of 6.48. We know that Peyton Manning, um, ha he led the NFL in completions and attempts in 2010. The next season, he misses the whole year. Right. He had that neck surgery um, and a lot of people were unsure if Peyton Manning was even going to be a good quarterback again in the NFL at that point. He averaged six point nine yards per attempt, his lowest since his rookie season in 2010. So he threw all these attempts, a career high. It's his first time over 600 attempts. It's his worst statistical season uh, since his rookie year, by most measures, by many measures, then he misses the year. Then he comes back in 2012, and he wins MVP. 2013, MVP, right? Uh, maybe he didn't win MVP in 2012, but he did win MVP in 2013. Um, he did win the Comeback Player of the Year in 2012. Then he was the MVP in 2013. Um, so Peyton Manning... He has that kind of a Jared Goff uh, season in terms of attempts and adjusted net yards per pass attempt. He did miss a whole year, but when he came back in a new system with a new team, all that kind of stuff, one of the greatest offenses that we've ever seen. And that was Peyton Manning at that point, another former number one pick. Phillip Rivers in 2015, he was 34 years old at the time, same as Manning in 2010, actually. 
Philip Rivers in 2015, 6.45 adjusted net yards per attempt on 661 throws. Philip Rivers comes back the next year, right? So his most career pass attempts, a low adjusted net yards per pass attempt, his lowest since 2007. What does Philip Rivers do the next year? He did throw 21 interceptions, but he made the Pro Bowl. He uh, saw his adjusted net yards per attempt go up to 6.84. The next year, he makes the Pro Bowl again. He sees his uh, adjusted net yards per attempt go up to 7.6. And then the next year, he makes his third straight Pro Bowl with a uh, not a career high, but very high, 68.3% completion percentage, QBR of 69.1, uh, matches his career passer rating high of 105.5 in 2018. So the three years after Rivers having a down year, he was a three-time Pro Bowler uh, in the MVP conversation in 2018, um, put up some of his best numbers. So Phillip Rivers was not out the door based on what had happened that year. Um, another one, Matthew Stafford, 2013. And here we have another former number one overall pick, uh, Stafford, he had thrown over 600 attempts in 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014. So in all of those cases, Matthew Stafford was over 600 attempts, and his adjusted net yards per attempt was 6.4 in 2013. He comes back the next year in 2014. His interceptions go down from 19 to 12. He makes his first and only career Pro Bowl. Um, and Stafford had sort of stuck around that same area that he was in. Eventually, though, uh, he did continue to get better, and in 2017, he posted a career-high adjusted net yards per attempt of seven. And then last year, even though he only played in half of a season, eight games, his first under offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, his adjusted net yards per attempt went up to 8.15. Stafford is quietly coming off the best season of his career. It's just a matter of whether or not he can repeat that and whether or not uh, he can play a full season. But Stafford, certainly, if you were to look at Jared Goff now at age 26 and you were to look at you know what Stafford did from 26 to 31, so long as the Rams have a better defense than the Lions, better coaching than the Lions, which is not hard to do, they should be a playoff contender with Jared Goff, and I think Matthew Stafford would be a fine example of that. Uh, we could also look at Tony Romo in 2012. Tony Romo had 648 pass attempts in 2012 through a career high and a league-leading 19 interceptions. So Tony Romo in 2012, his worst season, 6.35 adjusted net yards per pass attempt. The next year, 2013, he goes up to 31 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. The next year after that, 2014, leads the NFL in completion percentage at 70%, 34 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, NFL best pass rating of 113.2, NFL best QBR 79.7. So the two years after Tony Romo had a very Jared Goff-like season in 2012, he was arguably one of the MVPs of the NFL. You know, uh, He was up there with anybody for... The MVP conversation, especially in 2014 when the uh, Cowboys went 13-3. and And had he not gotten hurt and replaced by Dak Prescott, who knows where we would be talking about Tony Romo right now. He's only 40, and he just wasn't physically fit to play in the NFL anymore. But I wouldn't be discouraged uh, for Jared Goff based on what we saw happen to Tony Romo. I could also take uh, anybody who, and I did, I took anybody in the NFL 
who had over 580 pass attempts and tried to really hone in on that range of adjusted net yards per pass attempt between, you know, right in there at the 6.45 range of right around where Jared Goff was at. His passer rating plus, which was, you know, his pass rating against the average of the NFL, came in at uh, 93, which is the worst out of 10 quarterbacks who I had uh, right within his range. Not so good, but his adjusted net yards per attempt based on the league average was the seventh best uh, or the fourth worst. But it was better than what it looks like from passer rating, right? So that's, that's a positive, and it is tied with Matthew Stafford's 2015 season. It is better than Matt Ryan's 2015 season, by the way. In 2015, Matt Ryan, who I, of course, mentioned earlier as a guy who gets sacked quite a bit Uh, Matt Ryan in 2015 he went uh, 407 of 614 it was his fourth straight season of at least 600 pass attempts Um, 21 touchdowns 16 interceptions a passer rating of 89 and adjusted net yards of attempt of 6.35 so many similarities to where Jared Goff was at last year with the Rams do you remember what Matt Ryan did in 2016 the year after that NFL best, 9.03 adjusted net yards per pass attempt. He wins MVP, right? So there you got Peyton Manning, an MVP. Uh, Matt Ryan, an MVP. Phillip Rivers was an MVP candidate after his season. Uh, Tony Romo was an MVP candidate after that season. Kirk Cousins was an MVP candidate last season. Everybody who I'm pulling up here, with the exception of uh, a name or two, was an MVP or an MVP candidate after a season so much like what Jared Goff just put up for the Rams. There are other comparisons, and I did mention, you know, someone like Joe Flacco, right? So Joe Flacco, he threw 672 attempts uh, in 2016, and he also threw 614 attempts in 2013, the year after winning the Super Bowl. And even then, you know, Joe Joe Flacco was able to do better the year afterwards when he had 614 attempts in 2013. The next year he comes back in 2014, his touchdowns go up from 19 to 27. His interceptions go down from 22 to 12. And his passer rating jumps from 73.1 to 91. Obvious, expected, scientifically proven regression. Andrew Luck. And his rookie season throws 627 attempts. He's not that good. 5.66 adjusted net yards per attempt. Overrated season because the Colts went 11-5 and five after they had the number one pick. Yeah, they were also in the worst division by far. And, you know, it was just not a very good season. Uh, but he comes back next year. His interceptions go, get cut in half, 18-9. to nine. The year after that, he threw leads in the NFL with 40 touchdown passes on 616 attempts, 7.28 adjusted net yards per attempt. But um, he misses most of the next season, but he comes back in 2016, 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. I just think, uh, yeah, another guy who's like, if you were going to get Andrew Luck out of Jared Goff, how many people would be disappointed with that? No matter where I turned, I kind of just found players who 
were good. There was always exceptions like Joe Flacco. Um, but overall, for a number one overall pick who has two good seasons on his resume for a guy who had gone to the Super Bowl, for a guy who had passer rating pluses well north of 110 in the years prior to that, there's no reason to think that Jared Goff will not regress in 2020. There's no reason to think that he won't do better. We're not necessarily expecting an MVP season right now, but you never know because he definitely has the tools and the uh, the players around him and the coaching staff and this offensive system that says, well, we would like a quarterback to have really good numbers, and uh, we think that's going to help us win games and everything like that. So I would be encouraged by the comps for Jared Goff I would say that based on the fact that two years ago he led the NFL in adjusted net yards per pass attempt at 7.72, and then he was at 7.69 the year after that, so basically the almost exact same number, and that it dropped by more than a full point last year. Regression says almost certainly he is going to be higher than 6.46 adjusted net yards per attempt. If he's up there in the 7 range, 7.5 range, He's doing great. He, they, the Rams don't need him to throw it 600 times. But when he does, you know, we're ex- you should expect his rate stats to go down. If the Rams are able to play better defense, keep the games closer, run the ball effect. Excuse me. <laughs> run the ball effectively. Uh, Jared Goff's numbers should improve immensely and there's some really good comps here to be made and really uh i think really fair through lines and connections and dots to connect between say jared goff and matthew stafford and andrew luck and even peyton manning at certain stages in his career goff is only 25 turning 26 in october and i fully expect based on my research here for this podcast slash article for him to do better next season that's it for Pod TST. I'm Kenneth Arthur, a writer that you like a lot and who you enjoy listening to and reading and uh, commenting on his articles. So uh, that's it. I have nothing else to add. Three, two, one, bye.